Hello, and welcome to the Soul Expression Sessions. I am your host, Allison McLeod, and I'm so excited and honored that you are going to be joining us here for interviews from amazing people from around the world, how they recovered from adversity and are now thriving and living in their true soul expression. Thank you for joining us, and your next Soul Expression Session awaits. Hello and welcome to the Soul Expression Sessions. Today I am honored to have Christina Jensen with me. She is a pastor. I have met her on a summit and a challenge that we did last year, and I absolutely love her energy. So Christina, I'd love you to introduce yourself. Hi everybody. So um, as Allison said, I am a pastor and a faith coach, and I help healers and other spiritual entrepreneurs struggling with feeling worthy of success. Um, and looking for a green light from God um, to create success by connecting deeply with their worth and value and realizing that um, God's deepest desire is for them to prosper while giving their gifts. And I feel like, Allison, I feel like you and I are like two peas of the same pod, you know? Like, how is it that you bring God um, not you bring God into everything you do, but you realize that God is already there. And so you just honor God is already in everything that you do, right? Oh, um, and just let that flow. Because as we were talking earlier before we came on, God is already in the boardroom. God is already on the court, on the sports court, right? God is already like relaxing with your kids or, um, at the club or um, or at the bar, at the restaurant, like with your friends, with your clients, anywhere you go, God is already there. So we get to honor that and not only accept that, but intentionally um, look for that and notice that and speak of it so that we can be in the habit of looking for how God is surprising us with grace over and over and over again. Um, when I went to Africa, I was so struck by how the culture has the attitude that the Holy Spirit is always present and always surrounding people with love and with um, presence. It's like in Africa, God is present until proven into non-existence. And here it's almost the opposite. Like there's an absence of God until proven present. So what if we went into life with the same attitude that love and joy and peace are simply all around us until it's just proven that they're not, right? So I, I wonder if we went into every day with that attitude if we just tried it for a week like what would that do so like that's the shift that i help people with to see that what is the dream of your life and how does god want to bless you with that instead of being that judge who's like standing over you with the big you know um rubber hammer from those acme cartoons like ready to like 
bong you on the head with. So that's who, that's who I am in a nutshell. And that's awesome, right? Because a lot of times we get into careers or businesses where you're doing what the career dictates instead of how you want to do it with God as your partner. And it's hard. It's really hard sometimes to get out of that for fear of repercussion in your career, Mm -hmm. advancement, and all of that. So that is awesome because there is a good, smooth transition and a lot of examples of people still being able to succeed and wildly successful and abundant partnering with God. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I'm an example of that myself. I, as a pastor felt like there, there's, there's one way that certain people expect you to be a pastor, which is their way. Right. So you often have like 60 to 100 different expectations of how to be a pastor. And, and people assume that you know what it is, although they, people often don't want to tell you what it is. Um, you're just supposed to know automatically. And, and I think that's more the case in any profession now. People don't want to have to communicate with you whatever it is that people are thinking um, they'd rather just assume that you know. So I think that's an interesting dynamic that that we um, that we face in our culture, the sense of entitlement um, combined with the sense of individualism, the co- the, the just the just the commingling of, of those two phenomenons together um, does not produce cohesion for community. And so when we're faced with that and, and a lack of really depth of wanting to listen to one another, you know, no wonder we see the fabric of society um, really, really ripping and, and polarity um, starting, to, starting to proliferate everything. Um, and so I think that we're really called in such a time as this for people to, to step up and to see God in everything, no matter who you are, no matter if, if you consider yourself a person of faith in everything you do, um, or a person of faith in just a few things you do, if you're a person of faith in a few things you do, well, celebrate those few things in everything you do because they're needed everywhere. Um, so when the people who really um, told me as a pastor that I wasn't measuring up to their one way of being a pastor, you know, I, I, I wasn't bulletproof by any means and it hurt my feelings. And yet God really revealed to me that what was important was not the way that I was being in their eyes. It was the way I was being in God's eyes the way I was being a pastor according to God's calling on my life, not their calling on my life. And I I say that as an encouragement for anybody who's listening is that, you know, we all have different ways that we measure up or, you know, miss the mark in society according to so many people's calling. And, and if you feel like you're in a situation where there's a hundred eyes watching you, there probably are. And yet the, the two eyes that are watching you that are 
the most important are God's. And the call on your life that is most important is God's. And we know from Matthew chapter um, 11, 28, that, you know, that, that Jesus says, come all of you who are, are laden with, with heavy burdens, um, take my yoke upon you. Because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we know that that doesn't always feel light, but I've realized what it means is that, is that God gives you an appropriate amount to carry because a yoke fits on your neck and no other. The, the oxen had these, had these um, bars across their neck that fitted specifically for them that God has prepared something specifically for you and nobody else. And then it's our destiny, it's our purpose to ask God, you know, what is it that you have prepared specifically for me and nobody else? And you, you don't have to measure up to anybody else's expectation. You measure up to God's expectation, who is all about the relationship over and above the rules. and. That's what I love about our God is that people can say what they want to and, and that, you know, God is this, God is that. And when you get right down to it, God is love. God is love. So I just, I love that about our God. And I love that God is always looking out for us, for you, for me, for those who we like and those who we don't like, because that means that God has a lot more love in God's heart for the world than I do. And that's a good thing, isn't it? It certainly is for sure. And I love that too. And I find, yeah, you know, I've been hurt too from people saying bad things about, you know, what we've done. But I also found too, those were the people that it kind of hit the heart the most. And there was things mm -hmm. that they didn't want to unveil or even be responsible for within their own lives which is why exactly yeah it's it's often said that you know hurt people hurt people right so and true. transformed people transform people yes and i i i think that's true i i really think that's true and um Something I realized when I when I walked away um, was was a couple things because I I uh, I've, I've I've done several calls in the church. That's what that's what it's called when you take a position as a pastor. It's not just a, a job. You're not like a, a hired hand necessarily. You're you're a called pastor. They issue you a letter of call and and such. Um, and um, I found that I no matter what had happened at, at the church or what didn't happen at the church, God always reminded me that God was always just as patient with God's people as God was with me, right? You know, and you see that throughout the Bible. I mean, such tremendous patience with us as a group, as well as us individually, which is really good news. Sometimes it doesn't feel like good news necessarily if you're the one, you know, on the, on the receiving end of being hurt. And yet I'm so grateful for God's bountiful grace that, that there's so much love and grace and purpose. And I think what I love about that 
is that even when we lose sight of our purpose, like those times in life that are dark and those times in life that it feels like we'll never get there, God always has his eye right on the plan. Yes, he does. And when we are living our soul expression, like you are now, like I am, you know, and we're stepping out for God, then it is the right path. So what does sort of that mean to you when I say you're living your soul expression? Yeah, it's such a great question. So, so I think when I hear that, what I think of is that God, God puts desires in our heart and the desire that God has put in my heart, um, really comes back to just as a simple fact that everybody knows that they have the tools to navigate their faith without anything or any one getting in the way that they have full on access to God to read the scripture to pray to communicate fully and to know their purpose that all of those are basic spiritual birthrights You don't have to go through a church. You don't have to go through a pastor. You don't have to go through a spiritual elder. You don't have to go through your mother, your father, your sister. Um, And that there is nobody more or less spiritual than you are. I love that. That that we are all the priesthood of believers. And this is so important to me, Allison, because because just like I, I just alluded to, I went through a really dark time in my life, um, after I'd served a church for six and a half years, when I went to an incredibly dark depression, um, very severe depression, general anxiety, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and I, I just, I had to stop serving the church basically like that. Like I, I went in one day for testing and they were like, you, you're at a point now where you just, you need to stop and take care of yourself. And I said, okay. Um, and I, I was so far in, in, um, I, I was so far that I, I really had a hard time being around my family and my kids were two and four at the point. Um, and, and God was so faithful to me. I kept reading the word and I, I didn't know if I wanted to ever step foot in the church again. Um, and I felt incredibly lonely and I, I didn't know who I could talk to at all about that um, in the church, just because um, even a few years ago, we really didn't talk about depression. Um, and I think sometimes there's such a pressure to be perfect or to do things right, that um, especially being a leader in the church, I. I couldn't talk about it with my congregation. Um, and sometimes even within the new Testament, there's such an effort on striving that the apostle Paul talks about that we've taken that out of context. And sometimes we're made to feel that if we're perfect, then we're okay. And we're approved in the eyes of God. So my big thing is, to let people know that no matter where you are on your journey of faith, you're okay. 
like God says yes to you. Yeah, God he just says wants yes to you. Just show up. Doesn't matter how yeah. you do, just show up for sure. Just co- just come and be loved, right? Just come and let God love you. And I love the Old Testament because there are so many stories of human feelings. It's okay to be human, right? And, and, and sometimes in the Old, in the, in the New Testament, I feel like we've browbeated the humanity out of it, right? Because we're so striving for perfection. And, and that's not the point. I think that's sometimes how it's been taken, but that was never the intention. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's okay to feel whatever you feel. And what I love about the Psalms is that the pit is mentioned so many times. And oftentimes before the psalmists get to being able to praise God, they start at lament. They start by telling God and those around them exactly where they are. They say, Lord, I'm in the pit. Where are you? Why have you left me here? What's going to happen? Come and and save me. And it's only by by recognizing where we are can we go to where we want to be and that is exactly what we get to do as a people now as a society now is is recognize that we've ended up in a place we don't want to be and it is okay to talk about it it's absolutely okay to talk about it so so that's my soul's desire and that's my soul's purpose to be there for all the Christians who find themselves in a place that feels uncomfortable, that just feels wrong, that feels like I don't want to be here for people who maybe feel like they would love to be in a good place with God, but just aren't. They'd love to be in a good place with life, but just aren't, because I know what that feels like. And who are ready to talk about that now and get to a place where they do feel like they're in a good place. And and who are ready for the journey of being curious and open about why are we in a place that doesn't feel so good? And okay, God, I'm ready. Let's go. And let's get on that journey of going to a place where we feel comfortable, even if that means going into some not so comfortable places within ourselves because that's what I've always found is that not it's not that and I wonder if you'd agree Allison it's not that it gets worse before it gets better it's just that it gets uncomfortable before it gets better I totally agree I mean part of what I do too is a component called you know forgiveness yeah they get mad because they don't want to forgive the person who hurt them And it's like, you're not condoning their actions. You're not saying they're okay. No, you're giving yourself complete responsibility for the situation because you love yourself and you're forgiving yourself for still beating yourself up for something they did. So it's allowing that forgiveness just to wash over you and thank God for where you're at and you've survived and you're surviving or you're getting through and being okay with it. But you're not condoning who or what they do. But that is uncomfortable for sure. I mean, there is yeah. a lot of uncomfort because we don't want to uncover what's oh, no. wrong with us, right? Like you say, yeah. if you're a leader, you gotta be perfect. You can't tell anybody anything's wrong. 
yet yeah. you're the one person who should be able to do that to show mm-hmm. that you're human. <laughs> so it's an yeah. interesting catch-22 some days for sure. It is. It is. And I, you know, I, I, I thought often of the, the story in scripture where there's a leader of the synagogue and he goes to Jesus for help. And he tells Jesus how, how sick his child is and what he isn't able to do for his child. And he asks Jesus for help to heal the child. And Jesus says, wow, you know, it's, it's in this Bible. First of all, the story's in the Bible because of how atypical it is for a leader of the synagogue to, to go to somebody to ask for help. And Jesus praises that as an example of exactly what to do, of a symbol of strength, as a symbol of leadership to ask for help because it is so atypical. And um, flips that dynamic on its head of, you know, of, of what even we praise in our culture of you pull yourself up from your bootstraps, you know, you're able to do it yourself. You go at it on your own, you know, you're, you, you're resourceful and independent and, and all of those, all of those sayings that we have showing what we value as our, of our culture as being fiercely independent and, and all those things. And, and I love that because it shows that what God values is our dependence on one another, that we were absolutely made as a community. And what we value is that, you know, as it says in Romans, um, in our weakness, God, God is, is strong. Like in our very weakness, we rely on God's strength. 100%. We rely on God's strength. And I find as I add a year on every year, every year that happens, right? Every year. It's true. It's true. When I have need when I have an opportunity to depend on somebody else or on God I have the opportunity to trust and what a gift to see that I don't have to do it all alone it's true I mean we have hopes and dreams and when you lean on God and ask for his guidance it will show up as long as we're looking and not too expecting him Mm-hmm. It is awesome. So if you were to give advice to your younger self, what would it be? I think I would probably say to just go for it and and enjoy everybody around me rather than trying to get everything right just enjoy the ride and take it all in right because I spent a long time especially in my 20s and 30s trying to get things right because if I thought I thought if I could just get it right then I would be happy if I could just get the good grades if I could just be the perfect so-and-so fill in the blank then then I would be happy because then I would then I would then I would get approval and then I would be liked 
I grew up in a house where my dad said when I brought home like a 98% on a test, what was it the best in the class? So I grew up with an understanding that the way one got approval and praise um, was to be the best. And approval was equated then in my mind with love. And it was in college when I realized I was equating God's love with approval. Like I had to get God's approval in order to earn God's love. And I remember I was in the music hall and I suddenly stopped and I just suddenly just said aloud, oh, and I realized I don't need God's approval in order to accept God's love. And now that I'm in my 40s and 46, I've realized that again, Allison. I've realized I've been doing that all again, that I've been equating my worth with how much money I bring in. And I've realized that God will provide for me no matter what. So yeah, like coaches and course creators, you really can go into those enrollment conversations unattached because a person's decision to coach with me or not. I I mean, yes, it, it has bearing on what my income will be that month. And God is going to see that me and my family eat, no matter the outcome of that conversation. Because I realize now that I, I have value to God as a human being rather than just as a human doing. So I can stop at a certain time. I'm still learning this. I'm still getting used to this. I can stop at a certain time and just spend time with my family. It's okay for me to stop and just make dinner and just spend time with my son and my daughter. Um, sorry for the noise. That was just the mail coming in the spot. <laughs> um, I can read the mail. I can do things that I would ordinarily consider just um, a waste of time for the simple fact that they are part of life. God delights in life for the sake of life itself. And I can do the same thing. So yeah, you know, I'm going to do more of that first rather than the making money first. I'm going to do more of the enjoying life rather than going after all the things. So that's what I tell my younger self then. And that's what I'm telling myself now every single day that I get up. That's awesome. But I mean, what you said there too, I mean, paradigms of what happened and what we believe up to the age of eight is going to continue to rear its head. Mm -hmm. Like you said, absolutely focusing again in something else because they are so ingrained and we have to make sure that we continue to stop them from imploding Mm -hmm. where we are in life. Right. So, right. And it's something I continually work on. I'm a certified neuro coach with Janet Irvine and also a certified life coach through Mary Marcy. And so there's, there's all sorts of tools that I work on, um, prayer and meditation, um, 
I use essential oils through doTERRA too. So, you know, there's, there's all sorts of, of methods and means that God gives us to help us release these stories um, because we need them, you know, not there's, there's so many methods, not because in my mind, they're, they're optional to use. I, I think they're necessary because something that, um, that prevents God's word from settling in is the stories that settle in our minds. And, and I keep thinking to the story about the good soil, right? The good soil about being the good soil. It's, in gardening, you know, you hear, you hear about the soil, right? It's all about the soil. It's all about the soil. The, the quality of the plants is just, and the quality of the fruit is all about the soil. So how do we make our mind, our heart, our whole beings, our souls fertile ground? <clears throat> and I, I think it has to do with making sure that <clears throat> what we tell ourselves is truth and pruning out the stories that don't belong there. For example, you know, I, I'll never be good enough. I'm not worth it. I'm not lovable. You know, that we replace those with God's truth. But in order for God's truth to take root, we have to make sure that all the weeds out by the root and, and not just the leafy part. We gotta just take the whole darn root out so that there's room for God's word to grow. I agree. Sometimes you miss a piece of the root and sometimes you got to pluck it out later. <laughs> so Absolutely. it's a great yep. analogy, but it's, it's life and it's something that we life. have to continue yeah. to look at and reach out for help. Like you've got coaches like yourself, myself and others that can help you continue on that growth path and to keep you right. accountable for that, which is mm-hmm. And so, I need lots of help. I think we all, we all do. And, and all that's do. okay. Right. And that's okay like you know the synagogue leader like we're much jesus says that's the way to do it like you know i've i've had tons of therapy in my life i've had tons of coaching and it has made a huge difference i couldn't do what i'm doing now had it not been for that i agree i took a year off just to pray yeah. and contemplate and <laughs> i needed to <laughs> but today's day of the word for you is boldness what does that mean for you Oh my gosh, I love boldness. I just love it. Um, <laughs> boldness means just going out and doing the thing and feeling it from God. And um, I think sometimes asking questions later, like, or you can ask questions while you're doing it, but like, obe- like bold obedience. So for me, that came in the fashion of I did a summit um, last year, last October. And uh, my husband was in the process of getting laid off. We were going to be moving in like three weeks. I pulled it together with 44 speakers in six weeks. And God specifically told me, do it before the election. I was like, what are you talking about? I think we're moving. I've got to get boxes packed and everything. And he was like, no, just do it. So I was like, okay, God. And um, so I did. And it was the, the best thing ever. And again, awesome. just really go. Thank you. Just going for things and not looking at all the reasons why you can't but just reveling in all the reasons why you can that's what boldness means to me and like totally enjoying the fact that you can absolutely pull it off 
right? And like being unapologetically giddy and hyped up about something, boldness, right? And um, yeah, Madonna or Beyonce or even the movie Flashdance, right? You know, being totally comfortable with standing your ground and standing for those around you. I mean, really going in and asking the questions that are on your heart rather than just ones that are comfortable to say. Going in that space between tension and discord because you love somebody. That's boldness to me because that's that's where love will go. You know, love goes where it gets love goes where it gets sweaty in the relationship love will go there that is true love will go there and and knowing that you have reason to be there because you you've built up authority with the person in in your life and it doesn't necessarily even have to be a long relationship with somebody to do that but you're you're standing on the promise of the authority of love, of wisdom, of promise, um, of courage, of reconciliation to, to not only God's word, but to who they are. Um, boldness means that you're willing to stand in your vision more than you are willing to stand in your fear. And you'll do it again and again and again and more so you take action according to your vision rather than your fear um, when the times get tough not just when it's smooth sailing weather true because boldness can be very uncomfortable but necessary Mm -hmm. yeah that is awesome Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been absolutely wonderful. It's been fun. Well, thank you. That has been Christina Jensen with us today. And where can they reach you? Yeah, so the best place to reach me is is Christina Lee Jensen. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-L-E-E. Jensen is J-E-N-S-E-N on Instagram. Just send me a DM on Instagram. Or you can find me at Faith rebels on facebook search facebook groups faith rebels that's faith as in i have faith in god um rebels so um in the groups there and um or you can just search my name christina lee l-e-e jensen on facebook and send me a message there um i'd love to connect and just support you further um, with faith and mindset or essential oils too. Um, and connect with Allison because she is really um, here to support you in your faith journey, in your path and purpose with God and in helping you to make sure that um, you feel comfortable recognizing, seeking and speaking of God in all the areas of your life. So she's really going to Um, not just make sure that you feel comfortable in that, but that you are comfortable in navigating all the parts of your life so that they feel cohesive 
um, rather than fragmented because you just feel completely different once you're able to do that. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. That's what we all need to live by, right? An amazing Absolutely. And, and love with God. And good night. Thank you wherever you are in the world listening to the Soul Expression Sessions. And may you discover pure love inside the sanctuary of your precious heart. Amen.